This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Alrighty, welcome back everybody to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. We've hit episode number 20. Technically, it's not really number 20 because we had a few gambling episodes here and there. But nonetheless, episode 20 of the official podcast. Uh, Yeah, so we are currently live on Twitch and YouTube. If you don't catch the live episode because it was rescheduled from yesterday, you can listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which will probably be up on Friday morning, which is June 4th. So, if not, you can always follow our social medias on Twitter. We are over at, at GTD underscore sports, and we just made a brand new TikTok account. If you listen to last week's episode, we've been dealing with some some shit with TikTok, a lot of bans and whatnot. You know, they banned our account, basically. Uh, so we made a new one, which is at GTDsports.com. I'm going to have to change the little, you know, what's that called? The icon down below where it has our at. Going to have to change that in the next few days because it's a new username, but go ahead and follow us on there. We're going to be posting videos regularly again. You can follow our personal accounts over at RyanBanel8, and Elijah is at Elijah Spans. If you want to keep up with our gambling picks, Elijah's retired right now, but I'm still dabbling a little bit. You can follow us on the Action Network. Just search by our full name there, and you can keep up with our day-to-day gambling picks. Last but not least, subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter over on our website. You'll find it at the bottom of the page. And that way you won't miss out on any brand new episodes or blog posts, stuff like that. All right. There's all the promo stuff out of the way. So yeah. how are we feeling? Oh, 20 episodes when you said it. I, I didn't realize it, but man, we've been keeping up with it. You know, Dude, I know. I was kind of like, I was just kind of like, I don't know, like self-pride, you know. I was like, hey, we've really been yeah. doing it. Like, Been doing this for past, I don't know, almost six months now, I would say. Yeah. So, it's like we started in January. so in, And it's June. Yeah, shit. damn. Good for us, I guess. Good, you know? dude, yeah, good, good pat on the back. You know, now we just need, back. now we just need to blow up. That's what, so, dude. Yeah, that's that's you know, that's been like the the focus the last week or so is is trying to really start marketing everything because yeah. like you know now we have the the you know the I guess the uh, experience and the pedigree a little bit you know to, for when it when it's time to blow up, people can see that we're time. not just. When it's time, you know, people can see that we actually have background and we're not just some new upcoming thing. We're not going to go away. Like we're, we're here yeah. to stay. So that's yeah, nice. exactly. And also too, uh, what was I just about to say? Shoot. I'm brain farting right now, but Oh, it football season. Like, you know, we want to get big for football season. Cause that's probably going to be like our main, that's where we're going to kill it. Really. I feel like it's cause me and you are both like football's yeah. king, of course. Yeah. That's where, you know, that's what people care about the most. That's when sports are at its hottest too, because you know, football is king and then like um i don't know i just feel i just feel really good about having you know a good catalog of episodes once football season rolls around i feel like it would be really good for us so i'm excited about that yeah definitely hopefully so hopefully uh our you know my life situation my life stuff won't get in the way with that with the move and all that so but you know i've already moved out of fort worth now and i'm doing it i'm in fort worth now but i moved back home um and that was weird, but I'm doing, I'm in Fort Worth because my internet in Joshua is like so bad. And I, your to, house. yeah, it's like, you know, like when you see your download speed for a game, it's four millibytes per second at home on a good day. 
That's so, fun. <laughs> so, but my little brother's going to be there playing Xbox. And so like it, I wouldn't be able to be talking to you right now if I was at home. So you'd be taking up all the bandwidth. Oh yeah. Like I can barely stream like sports. Yikes. Yeah. Like, so, so I have to get everyone in the house, like turn off their Wi-Fi and stuff. Are you in, where are you right now? Are you in like the corner of a room or something? It kind of looks like yeah. you're in a closet low key. Yeah. It's like the corner of a room. He, um, there's a lot of guys moving in and out of this house right now. And I guess one guy just moved in, but he went back home. Um, and, uh, I'm just, I just have my laptop set up on his bed cause he doesn't even have a desk in here. And so and like, I have to hold our mic like, like this, like, a you know, like a, like a news reporter. Like a reporter yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't have a, for our, for our mic stand. So, but whatever you know, it takes, you know, whatever, whatever it, takes. it takes, working with what you got, working with what you got. Yeah, all right, let's let's go ahead and start this week. You know, NBA Finals is is the main thing right now. So I want to start it off with the would you rather question, though. It mine is is definitely NBA themed. So so it's a scenario for you. Your game seven of the NBA finals, you know, of course, that's when clutch mode is activated. Who would you rather have take the final shot of the game? It within like the current generation of players. Would you rather have LeBron James or Kevin Durant? Because those are without a doubt. The two best players in the NBA right now, and if you disagree with me, you're wrong. But those are your options. I mean, is it a three or is it just a shot? Just Any shot, three, Any three. Shot. No, no dunk or layup though. It's got to be like a shot, like a fadeaway mid range, like three, like an actual shot with the defender on them. Okay, well then LeBron. If it was a if, okay. if it was a clutch three, then I'd go with KD because KD's a better shooter than LeBron. But I mean, I don't know. Like, how could you not go against LeBron? Honestly, this is my only. Yeah, I'm with thing. you there. I agree. I I think even if it was a three, I would take LeBron because you can say KD's a better shooter, but is KD a better shooter in the clutch, like from deep? I don't know. Stats isn't there some stat that everybody loves to pull up that LeBron isn't necessarily the best three, a clutch shooter. He's like. 40 or 50 percent for clutch shots or something like that Dude, there's there's game so winning many, shots there's like so many stats on lebron and like that you could you could literally misconstrue or like you know what's the word misconstrue yeah the yeah. numbers for or against you exactly yeah LeBron. to just take yeah. your argument no matter what like same thing with like the lebron and jordan argument that's just how it is you know you can there's so much data so many numbers you can choose the numbers like, never lie i mean yeah but at the same time you can like there's so many different ways you can you know paint out this debate yeah based on the stats but yeah all right, all right. so lebron i i agree with that um so here's my little playoff question for you would you rather your team um come back from 3-0 to tie up the series and losing game seven or get swept that's a good question so come back down 3-0 just to lose. I think honestly, I think I'd rather get swept. I'd rather get swept too. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather get swept. Both agreeing. Yeah, as you know, as a Miami Heat fan, uh, you know, we just got swept this year, but I, I can say that game four was a lot less painful than it would have been if it was like a game seven, you know, like because literally I checked, you know, I was watching game four and the heat went down by like 15. And I was kind of like, all right, well. It was a good year, I guess. You know, it's just not our time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sweeping, like overall, like getting swept is painful, but like the individual loss of a game four loss is like the least painful. Of, like see it coming. even like a game six or seven, because you're just like, well, fuck, we're down three zero. Like yeah. you've accepted it by that point. And, and it's and like all what that. teams are like? I think 
literally like one in 270 after being down 3-0 all time. And that yeah. one win is LeBron James. So like, yeah. And good uh, luck. And uh you know, and if if you go to game seven, then it's like it's a heartbreak because you're like, it was right there. Like, you know, it's almost like would you rather also to like kind of go with the same concept, would you rather in game seven get blown out or lose in like OT or something like that? I'd rather lose an OT on that one. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. I think you have to you have to have a competitive game in game seven. Yeah. Cause I think for like you know, when the Rangers lost in 2011 in game seven, they got blown out game seven after a really tight game six. And I just, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of what the fucks with the Rangers world series run, but yeah. Well, another thing about that question too, is, is that, you know, that like, I mean, I guess it would be the same for every round, but what I'm thinking, is that like a first round scenario or like, you know, conference final scenario? I guess first round, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah, not fair really enough. Specific conference. I, either way, I'd get swept. Either, either way, way, I'd, I'd get rather swept. get swept. It's kind of like, I don't know. In the same sense, it was like uh, I went golfing with one of my buddies from AM and we did one v one match play, and we were tied up all the way up until the 18th hole, and we were like really excited about it. Like, oh, this is awesome! Like, this has been a great match play. Like, I I would go up three, and then he would go up three, and then I'd come back, and like. And then it was just up and down. And then on the 18th, I took a fat giant shit on the 18th hole. Just like lost a ball. Make it. Couldn't like, I, I think I, it was like an H. It was like a quadruple bogey or something. And he, uh, so he won obviously. And I was just like, oh, that's so painful. <laughs> yeah. Just pain. Nothing like I think, pain. I think I was more mad about just like not having it be fun on the last hole and just accepting defeat that way. than just like, um, having it having it be decided like on the green or something yeah like knowing uh, ahead of time yeah yeah i don't know dude speaking of golf though i've been uh i've been going to top golf a little bit more often recently bro let me tell you something my swing bro i'm tiger woods i'm ready i'm ready to hit the course i'm ready to drop below a 100 i'm ready to beat you bro i don't even care we can make it happen all right, well, you know, just get your uh, short game ready and uh, your buddy. Oh, that's where that's where half the strokes come in. So I guess <laughs> yeah. you know, hit the hit the mini golf course, hit the putt putt. Uh, yeah, dude. Literally, the first time I went, bro, I would get down like close to the green in like three putt. shots. Yeah, yeah, and then I'd be like, all right, yes, I could get a par. And then no four putts later, triple yep. bogey. Yep. Yeah, that's uh that's the easiest way to shave strokes off your game is to on the on the green with the putting because nobody ever practices it. Yeah, everyone everyone wants the yeah well because everyone wants the you know 280 yard driver and then you know the 150 yard or 200 yard approach shot with your big irons or whatever you're shooting and then you know once you get down the putting it's like oh that's the easy part but uh it's not yeah it's it's so hard every time i did it it would just like curve to the right a little bit i don't i I couldn't get my power down i don't know not eliminating your three putts into just turning them into two putts will shave, you know, 18, you know, up, up to 18 strokes off your game, honestly. Yeah, exactly. You know, a minimum of 10. I've seen a lot of like, uh, just on TikTok because I've been more into golf, I guess my 40 pages had more videos like that. So I've seen like Phil Mickelson, his like putting drills and stuff like that. You know, you like put the putter, like the head of the putter into the, the hole and then you like lay it down, set the balls in a circle around it and you have to make them all. So I feel like those would definitely be helpful, but I just don't really want to take the time 
to do that. I just want to go play. Yeah, no, I, I've seen that one too. I, I really need to practice that. Yeah, there's a lot I could do to practice, but I'd rather just play. It's more fun than just play. All right, you got anyway. Clubs yet? No, not yet. Uh, I, gotta I, get I've, clubs. I've just been Birthday borrowing. Present. Yeah, maybe. I've thought about it. And That's what I did last year. My friend has been buying like really cheap clubs off of Facebook Marketplace. So that, that might be a move too. Way to start out. It's a way to start yeah. out. Sure. All right. Um, playoffs. Yeah, NBA playoffs. All righty. Let's hit it. First thing I want to talk about actually is uh is your Mavericks. How yeah. are you feeling? Up 3-0. Literally not a single game in this series has the home team has won. It's literally been the road team every game, which is so weird. But for the Mavs, I guess it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that is weird, though. It's kind of like that World Series with Houston and the Nationals where the road team won every – was it the – right? Was it I that way so. in the Nationals? Yeah, I think well, the so. The road team won that 2018 World Series or 2019. Um, yeah, uh, I feel pretty good about the Mavs. I don't have – you know, I didn't really have that much of hope. I was – I didn't even think we were going to win this series. I thought it was just, we were just going to take it to six or seven games. And now I think that we're definitely going to win the series. Um, so I feel pretty good about that. And I think that, you know, even if we don't even win the next series, I think a, a playoff uh, series win for this team and for Luca will be really good. It'll Y'all give us huge. a lot of com- it'll be re- it'll give us a lot of confidence because like the more playoff experience that we get, I think the better this team is going to be prepared for a championship run here in the next three years. Yo, huge, yeah, and like. We talked about it last week a little bit, just like how the Mavs, if they were to win this series, which I agree with you, I think at this point, 100% they will, uh, that they actually have a fair matchup with the Jazz. They don't have a bad, like, like what's the personnel matchup with the Jazz? It's just right now, Kristaps Porzingis is kind of playing like shit. He's really not living up to his secondary role, and Luka has just been putting the team on his back. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess, like, I saw something that said, you know, what we've learned so far from this playoffs, and it's that, you know, Luke is alone and that he's not a superstar duo with Kristaps, and that's absolutely right. He has been, you know, basically a no-show. Um, I so agree. So we need, need to get him some help. He needs, for us to win it all in the future, we need to get another superstar, which is so annoying. It, um, yeah. I think, you know, this wouldn't necessarily wouldn't really be a popular opinion, but I think the Mavs should dish out Kristaps to somebody. Send him out. For who? I don't know. Either get like what? two, either get a couple first round picks because I'm sure one of the lower end teams would be willing to pay up for Kristaps. So I don't know. I don't know if it would actually be like realistic, but I'm just trying to think. The Mavs do need a different star. So if there's any way they could, you know, exchange that for either like a high first round pick or like maybe an older veteran star, I, I don't know. It's just Kristaps really doesn't seem to be doing it for him. I feel like we should roam with them. We just need more help, I think. Yeah, it's the the Mavs have an interesting roster because like they have role players, right? But really good ones. Really good ones, but they're all incredibly in- inconsistent, which is not exactly what role players are supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like they they do play their role very well. It's just like hit or miss kind of. Like Maxi Cleaver, like he he's a 3 and D, right? But this series against the Clippers, he hasn't really been playing much defense. So it's kind of like, it's just give and take on those. But nonetheless, I still think they have a good matchup against the Jazz. Yeah, it'll be, that'll be a good series. I think we'll definitely win more than one game than the Grizzlies did. So we'll, 
we can take that to six or seven. Pretty much, I guess, the same thing that I said about this Clippers series is that I'll be happy if we take it to six or seven games. And if we win, that's awesome. And we're going to the Western Conference Finals. And, you know, and if we make it to the Western Conference Finals and the Lakers are out, um, then who oh, knows shit. what could happen? Because the Lakers might be on their way to the door at this point. Yeah, wait, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, the So I guess by the time this episode goes up on Spotify and stuff, the game will have already happened. But the game starts like right when we're ending at 930. So okay. we're still in the zone to talk about it, I guess. Are the Lakers fucked? That's my question. <laughs> yeah. Um <sighs> They got beat pretty bad last for the for game five, right? Got, that was yeah, game five. Got, yeah, so they got, got beat pretty bad in the series. Like of too. Yeah. Um if they if they just lost, I would say differently. But the fact that they lost by 30, that's I don't know, that's tough. But then again, at the same time, it's like, why are we discounting LeBron in the first round? Exactly. And also in that game, AD left the game early too. Yeah, so that's something. Is he gonna be what's the status for this game? questionable questionable so he's gonna play yeah he's probably gonna, um, he's probably gonna play but i wouldn't i wouldn't say he's 100 percent. i would I, I bet i also put two units on the lakers minus two tonight just because i have full faith in lebron but i think lebron's gonna go off for a 40 point triple double <laughs> yeah these are the moments that i guess he can't lose for in his career i mean like he and i feel like the pressure's off him for this series if they don't pull it out because if they win, it's great, whatever. Um, I don't think it would really add anything to his legacy if he wins the series. I think the only thing he could do to add his legacy in this playoffs is to obviously win another championship. But if he loses, I mean, he could just be like, his defenders could just say like, look, it, they were a seventh seed against a really good Phoenix team. And, you know, he can point to the fact again that he has been hurt, he's been dinged up, and so is his best help. Yeah, and, he's been the longest he's been hurt his entire and, career. And his role players, like you said, the same problem with the Mavs, have not been that great. I mean, you know, there's a video of him getting really mad at KCP for not making the right call when he passed the ball when he should have took the shot. So, like, yeah. they're not doing everything that they should do right now. They're a team that's in, in a little bit of disarray, but it's also a LeBron James-led team. So There's still some faith. Yeah, always some faith yeah. in LeBron James. So it's just like you can't. It's kind of like you know, same thing that I thought when Tom Brady was down against the Falcons. I was like, well, it is Tom Brady. So if there's anybody to do it, it'd be him. Exactly. Kinda, yeah. He, you know, him and LeBron is just you know, it's LeBron. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it is a round one series, so it's definitely nowhere close to the same like high stakes as it was when they played the Warriors. But I mean, like nobody thought they would come down. You know, from down three zero. Or it wasn't, yeah, yeah. Nobody thought they was would it come. Three one or three zero. Three one against the Warriors. Who was the three zero series? I have no idea. I think it was the Warriors too. LeBron came back from down three zero. I don't know. That might have been, might have been something else. I'm anyway, the only famous three zero I know is Boston against the Yanks. Oh yeah, in in baseball. baseball. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, moving on, but. Like you mentioned his legacy kind of, so I want to touch on that a little bit. Like you said, so you don't think it would affect his legacy at all if he lost this game? No. That's fair. I I don't think it should. I think some people may, you know, all like the LeBron haters. Yeah, the clowns will. The clowns, the internet trolls, they'll say that shit. But who gives a fuck what they think? (laughs) Yeah, good point, good point. They're they're so dumb. Like, dude, I get fucking AIDS every time I read Twitter comments. I swear to God. 
It is. Yeah, it's because also like the type of the type of people that respond to like athletes tweets and shit like that, like it's just a different breed. You know what I mean? They're just so dumb. They just say they just they're not sensible. T- like I don't get it because I use Reddit a lot. So you know when I go on the NFL Reddit or the NBA subreddit, I get a lot of like valuable information from them. And like either most either funny, even if it's funny, it's like oh that was a good joke. But like Twitter is just like. Like I'm talking to a 15 year old. Like it's no better. It's like, and it's the same thing on Instagram and TikTok. Like the the comment section there is just like, just a bag of shit. Dude, I swear, TikTok especially, bro. TikTok comments are just literally. I feel like I'm reading fucking my eyes. Like a fourth grade (laughs) class discovered what debates are for the first time, and they're just like, no, you're wrong because uh, this guy's no good. Like it's just nonsensical arguments from like the point of view of a third grader i don't know it's just yeah Yeah. some of these comments are ridiculous no i was surprised too when i finally hopped on twitter uh six months ago that it's so bad i don't know how bad nba twitter is compared to nfl twitter nfl twitter's god awful nba dude nba twitter gets pretty wild sometimes yeah because like they're the people that are in nba twitter it's like that's like all they do, you know, is NBA, NBA, NBA. Whereas I yeah. feel like a lot of the NFL Twitter people are just wide sports fans, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, I could I could see that for sure. But I mean, Reddit's the way to go if you wanna if you wanna stay away from the stupid people. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't you know. Can I don't sort it by like top, you know, like most yeah. liked and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how it's worked out like that. Maybe it's because it's anonymous, but I don't know. A lot of those accounts on Twitter are anonymous too. Yeah, you, I mean, you can just down. put whatever username you want. Yeah. But yeah. back to that question, though. So, you know, we, we both agree if he, you know, loses this series, it's not really going to tarnish his legacy in any way. But if he comes out of this down 3-2 in the first round to a two seed, he doesn't have a fully healthy squad. He's coming off an injury. If he wins this series and makes it all the way to the finals, he, like, let's not even say they win the finals, even if they make it to the finals. What do you think that does for like his legacy? Like, where do you think? Because I, I know we've talked about the goat debate a little bit, but like, do you think that would solidify it, or still up in the air? Um, if he lost the finals, it would give him another finals loss that people could harp on for the goat. See, that's true, but it's so annoying. Like, like, yeah, it is. It is. It's, so it'd almost be better for him to lose in the finals, honestly, if you want to look at it. You mean losing the first? Yeah, and yeah, I mean the conference finals. Okay, yeah, yeah. For this, you know. And if he won this series, like, great. I guess it'd be another just, like, point to why LeBron is one of the greatest. But, like, I don't know. It's, it's. I think the only real thing that could add to his legacy at this point in his stage career is just winning titles, and that's it. Yeah, literally. That's, and, you know, and if somehow he got another MVP, which at the beginning of the year, he was a top three MVP candidate. Which yeah, he, only, I mean, he got hurt. His, yeah, he he's an MVP candidate every year, though, which I mean he should be. That's that's another thing too is just like with guys that good, you know, like where do you draw the line? Because I feel like Jordan, LeBron, they should be winning an MVP every year. Well, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before. It's just like voters get you know uh, fatigued, I guess, when voting for certain guys all the time. It's kind of the same reason why Giannis wasn't talked about at all this year even though he had another phenomenal year it's the same reason why russell westbrook has averaged a triple double 
pretty much since he first did it, and nobody has given a fuck since then. That's a good uh, point. I'm surprised that, Russ you know, wasn't in any MVP discussion. It's just because you know they kind of get tired of it, and they're like, okay, well, we did that already, so we're going to do something new. Um, and it's probably because it's a media rant thing, and MVPs are used to generate buzz for the league and for their um, sites and to generate revenue and all that. So um, that's that has a lot to do with it. I mean, LeBron should definitely have more MVPs in the last couple of years. He's been deserving of some. And I think he said that, too. He's like, it's kind of bullshit that I haven't gotten. He one. has, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and he's right. You know, he's right. Um, but... You know, that's just the nature of the beast. It's a, it's, you know, it's a media given award again. So it's kind of like, you could say it's a fake award. If you're LeBron, you could be like, that's fake. It's not voted by the players. It's not real. They don't know who the real MVP is, you know? Yeah, so exactly. You could, could just be like, it's who cares? Yeah. Well, speaking of, so I would like to see, you know, the, the fans be kind of involved in it somewhat like they, like they are for the all-star game, not entirely, but how you know fans have a vote in the All Star Game? That would be kind of an interesting twitch or twist, uh, have it, you know. Have it be like thirty uh, percent of the vote. Yeah, something like vote. that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But then again, you never know because NBA fans could just be stupid and vote in Taco Fall for MVP or somebody like that. So. I mean, that's probably what we would do. I would totally do that, bro. Yeah, exactly. Vote in Taco Fall. That'd be amazing. We'd pick the most meme guy every year. We'd pick like Lou Dort. Yeah. Um, and like Luke Dort's actually good though. He's good though, but like he's another one of those guys that people just love because they like saying his name. Um, uh, or just like I don't know, they'd pick somebody rant like fucking Bobon. Bobon would definitely be top five. MVP. MVP. Yeah, like they did it for the um that Nickelodeon football game. Mitch Trubisky was the MVP, the Nickelodeon's valuable player, or whatever. Yeah, they did it as a meme because it's like I don't know it's, who it's cares. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, exactly, but. <laughs> Another thing before we move on from the NBA is a hot topic. This playoff series has been the fans like out of control fans. You know, there's Wild been out. Yeah, exactly, dude. You know, like there was at the beginning of the year, there was like the instance, you know, courtside Karen. If you remember that, that was pretty yeah. funny. But this last week or so, it's just like all of a sudden everything is blown up. And I don't know if it's because people are like seeing it and repeating it, if that makes sense. It's like mm-hmm. kind of just growing popularity based on everybody's actions, but it seems like the fans are getting punished. So I don't know why people continue to do it. I, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, it's definitely a result of COVID. Like, what do you mean? Because like we've been a lot of these people have just been locked up for a year. Like they're going. Crazy. Okay, I get it. I get it. In that, like, that you know, fuck it. Let's go to the game and do some stupid shit. Yeah, they they're you probably drunk I mean? too. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, they're hammered. They're hammered, especially if they're in states where the bars aren't even back open yet all the way, or bars aren't doing, you know, not like Texas where it's the wild, wild west out here. Fucking awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, but our liquor laws suck, dude. Well, that's a subject for another day, but the bars are wide open um, yeah. here in Texas. And um, if there if there's places like, I guess, New York, I don't think that they're fully back open yet, but Madison so Square either. Garden is doing a thing where you know msg is back you know so and dude msg was rocking man msg has been rocking and, and the um, knicks sucked <laughs> well this is a successful year for the nets they're on the right i mean the knicks they're on the right track i, I agree it was just disappointing for julius randall to play like an mvp caliber you know big man all year and then 
playoff time comes and he's shooting two for 14 with nine points, like, yeah, not, not a good look. But anyway, moving on from that. Sorry, I didn't mean to get, on, get so, into that. Yeah, but anyway, so they're showing up to MSG. It's rocking. They've been locked inside their three-square-foot apartment for an entire year up in New York City. So they got hammered, and they're doing stupid shit. Like, you know, it's kind of I, – I feel like that has a lot to do with it. I, um, I get that. that. That that makes sense. I don't know what's going to be done going forward. I guess does should, is the NBA going to have extra security? That's um, what I'm wondering. Like, how, what what can I don't even think the NBA can do anything to limit this. You know, because like, how can you stop people from sitting courtside? I just without- can't. I just think it's so funny. This is the first time we've ever had a real problem with this. Yeah, honestly, like, why? You know, like you said, it may be COVID. Who knows? Like, nothing. All that pent up boredom. Nothing has ever stopped people from doing this before, you know. Like we have streakers. That's a no, that's a common occurrence, you know, at baseball games. Yeah, streaker at the Super Bowl. Exactly. There's been you like know? multiple streakers at MLB games this year. Not like nude streakers, you know, but people running out on the field. That's definitely way less common in basketball, though. Like people really never run out on the court. I feel like I never. I feel like every once in a while we're, we'll see like Russell Westbrook get mad at a fan. <laughs> yeah it's it's like always it's always russ it's always, always russ. bro because he he's not afraid to talk to him in the stands like yeah. he'll talk back he'll literally i forgot one of them like he was like telling this wife he was like hey i told you like she was asking like did you just tell my husband to shut up he was like no i said i'll beat his ass or something <laughs> yeah. he just no, doesn't he, care bro he doesn't he's just he's just i don't know he looks mean too. That's his thing. It's, right? He just looks like he's pissed off sometimes. He doesn't look like a happy person. And he plays pissed off too. Yeah, he's like but, um, he, it's like he's mad that he's like so much better than everybody. He's like, God damn, I gotta go out here and do all this shit by myself again. Like, yeah, or like I don't know. Most of what I've seen with this type of stuff is usually players running into fans and spilling beer. Like, you know, I've never. <laughs> I feel like this is the first time we've seen it where fans are just wilding out going on the court like this. Yeah, because like the the big instances I can think of is you know Russell that there was that popcorn incident as he was walking in the locker room recently. Trey Young got spit on. Yep, Trey Young got spit on, and then uh, there was a water bottle thrown at Kyrie in Game Four in the, the Nets right. series. So um, it's basically like to me, like the way I see the NBA fans is kind of like like a child who you you punished him, took away his toys. And then now you're giving his toys back and, and then like you're having to put him in timeout again for abusing it. I, I don't know. It's like, maybe that's a weird comparison, but that's just how I see it. It's like they, like the fans don't know how to act right now. Cause like the, the stadiums are full and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just going to rest my case on this is a, this is another COVID year thing. It's COVID year. <laughs> so people yeah. are acting crazy. So we'll probably see a lot more stupid bullshit like this as, as the more and more the country opens back up. Honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more bullshit like this. At all. Like this playoffs, I even. I wouldn't be surprised if fans can't. No, no. No, I guess people have been assholes too. I mean, have you heard about um this is gonna be one of my um love or loathe it topics, but like uh people were yelling racist shit at John Morant's family. And, Dude, what the fuck? Utah. Yeah, did you not hear about this? They were I like, not. I don't know what they said, but apparently they were saying some racist shit to John Morant's family, and then John, the owner of the Jazz, turned around and gave John Morant's family and friends and family courtside seats, so they wouldn't have to deal with you know scumbags of Salt Lake City. Dude, what the, the fuck? I would not. Yeah, 
So I people would not expect been, Salt Lake City to be rowdy like that, you know? Yeah, so people have just been acting like assholes all over. And I guess it's true, too, because when I went to the Rangers game, I did kind of talk shit to this Houston Astros fan just because... That's I different, was, though. That's different. Couple, yeah, but, like, still, I don't know. Astros fans, I guess not so much the fans, but just the Astros deserve all the shit talk they get. Yeah, well, I said some less than desirable things about the city of Houston to that person. Well, it's a less than desirable city, so I mean, <laughs> you were just speaking very facts. True. Like, very true. I didn't say anything that wasn't true. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what what else is in the NBA play? Oh, goddamn it! My thing just refreshed. Who's um, playing right now? I'm trying to think. What's the game right now? Is it the Nets game? Not, no, not the Nets. The uh, Nuggets and the Trailblazers. That's who it that's is. That's been a good series so far. It's always. So Dame has been balling out. Dude, I, mean, I just... cannot believe they lost that game, bro. Did you see Dame time, double overtime, 287 combined points? Like, bruh. And they lost? Like, uh, I feel bad yeah. for him, bro. Yeah, and he's not going to leave Oakland either. It's the, I mean, not Oakland, Portland. No, he, he won't. He, he, he never will. And I don't think he should either. No, but... I just don't feel like he's ever going to win a ring there. And he's like uh, one of those guys who he's such a elite scorer where if he joined up with another good team, that's just one piece away. He could immediately win, win a ring. I think. Yeah, I agree. And like, you know, CJ McCollum, he's a great player, not, not to knock him at all, but he's the same player as Damien. He's just like a slightly worst version of Damien they're they're both guards they're both versatile they can shoot like they don't need that you know if anything they're gonna need like an athletic big man to pair up with with uh Damien so if they did that I could see them maybe making a championship run but yeah until then I don't think Damien's gonna leave like ever probably he said I think he's he's been on record multiple times saying that he's never gonna leave Portland he loves a small market he believes in growing a team and getting a championship that way but um, which that would be great to see, you know, that'd I would, be awesome. That'd be I have awesome, nothing but... against the trailblazers. You know, that'd be cool to see them win. I just, I, they're, they're just not, the organization isn't run amazingly, you know, they just don't make the best personnel moves. Well, they just, they just can't get other superstar talent. You know I mean? Like, Cause nobody wants to play in Portland. Nobody wants to go to Portland. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Play for a bunch of people that don't even really care about the sport of basketball. Yeah. You know. I mean, you could say that's what I would have thought about Utah, but I mean, shit, fans come out everywhere. Like, I wouldn't think Salt Lake City would be a big basketball, you know, area, but it, the Jazz have a pretty big fan base. Yeah, I guess that's true, but I don't know. It's you know, if you if you're a superstar free agent, you know, even with Dame there, um, Portland's nowhere near your top five destinations. No, definitely not. No, yeah. So, all right. Let's let's move on though from NBA over to this weekend. We got I'm very excited for it. I hope you're excited for it. Logan Paul is fighting Floyd Mayweather this Sunday. We're getting eight three-minute rounds. There's gonna be this is kind of stupid, but there's gonna be no judges, no official winner, unless there's a knockout. Knockouts are allowed, and that's the only way there will be a winner. But even if somebody wins, it won't go on their official record. So if Floyd Mayweather manages to lose somehow, he will still be 50-0 undefeated. And lastly, they're using 12-ounce gloves. Um, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the record thing? That's dumb. Well, yeah. not only the record thing, but like the, uh, 
the no judges or no scores or anything, only win by knockout. Yeah, exactly. So it's, that's it's like definitely the same how, thing as the Mike Tyson fight, you know, the recent one. Um, so I think that you should put some money on Jake Paul. Um, I think you're fucking wrong. No, hold on. No. We're gonna talk. Let's talk about that after. Let's talk about Logan first. Logan and Floyd. I mean, not Jake Paul. I mean Logan Paul. Whatever. I got them mixed. Oh, okay, um, okay. I think you should put some money on Logan Paul then. Well, the thing is, though, can you even bet on this? You can. Yeah, you can. But Logan Paul has actually been getting a, like a large majority of public bets. He his line has shifted from plus twelve hundred odds to now he's at plus four fifty. Floyd Mayweather went from like minus 4,000 to now he's like minus 800. So it's like he's still super heavily favorited, but God damn, bro. Like a lot of people were betting yeah, on Logan Paul. Because they know this is rigged. They know this is bullshit. Dude, it's it, it's not rigged, bro. You think Floyd Mayweather it's, would it's, ever – Dude, there's no chance. Because, because why else – Because it's so rigged because look at the way that the parameters of like all the guidelines and stuff like that. Okay, well, do you mean rigged for who? Who's rigged for who? It's to generate publicity for the Paul brothers. So, obviously, the Paul brothers are going to come out on top right now. Dude, because all these bullshit rules set up with no judges, no scoring, or anything like that. You can only win by knockout. And it's not going to count towards your official record if you win or lose. Dude, Logan, Dude. it's going to be the Mayweather's going to take a fall. Dude, no, no yes. shot, dude. There's yes, no dude. shot. Listen, yes. Floyd Mayweather, you, would he, you never... know how much money? He would never let that happen, bro. He do okay. He is the greatest boxer of all time. Fifteen zero record, never been beaten before. You think he's gonna allow like this YouTube kid to just completely fuck up his legacy in like the eye of the public just for a couple million dollars? Whatever. Yes. He's literally te- the money team, bro. Exactly. You said it. He's the money team. He's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but he has enough money team. No, I don't know. He spends a lot of money, dude. He's. He, I bet he's going to make at least five million off the fight. Oh yeah, if not. Oh more. yeah, they they brought him the fucking bag. Like that's dude, the only re- way that he's doing this right now. But no I don't know, shot, bro. I just, there's I, no shot, dude. I don't. I mean, like, I don't know. Don't put your money on this rigged bullshit. But if you do, put it on one of the Paul brothers. I would say bet Logan Paul in this one. If you're going to bet, it, that's the only value, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, bro, like Logan Paul is 6'3", like 250 pounds. He's a big dude. And Floyd Mayweather's what, like 5'8"? I don't know how much he weighs. Yeah, he's not like, a huge guy. Not a big dude. So, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to, you know, say it, but maybe Logan, if he connected with one good punch, maybe it would be yeah, enough. Now you're to starting to see the light. Now you're starting to no, see the light. I see it, but it's not going to happen. It's it's literally not. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know. It's probably just going to go the full. That's a long fight, though. Eight three-minute rounds? Damn. That is. Yeah. Uh, well, for Logan, that's long. But for Floyd, he'll be dancing no, all day. Yeah. No. Nah, because um, I think the Canelo fight was only two minutes. I what That happened... Some are here. some are two, some are three. Yeah, so that's that's pretty long. Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Let's. I mean, like, it'll be interesting to find out. I guess. Uh, don't spend your money on buying this, uh, dude. I'm buying it, it probably. Stream it illegally. Um, I wonder if there's. Yeah, I'm just worried though that it, like I wouldn't. Be, I won't be able to find it, and it's gonna like crash or something. Because I gotta you, watch this, bro. I'll send you a link that I use. It works usually. Every time, the only time okay, it's but... never worked for me was when 
Um, who I think it was McGregor that fought McGregor uh, Poirier. Yeah, I think it might have been a McGregor Poirier. It was a really big fight. That was yeah, and huge for pay per view. Yeah, so like it just kind of overloaded everything. Yeah, it was definitely the McGregor fight that that happened. Um, so, but other than that, it's worked every single time. So I'll send you a link for that. All right, perfect. Yeah, stream, stream. Don't give the Paul brothers money. That's bullshit. <laughs> they have enough, <laughs> dude. Yeah, fuck those guys. Well, like just in like the pre-fight press conferences and everything, I you know I've seen Logan Paul. Of course, he's talking shit, whatnot. But I'm having a hard time like deciphering whether or not he's just playing a part, or if he's actually like he really thinks he can knock Floyd out. Because there was an interview and he was like. He was basically just saying that he's recognized that Floyd has a temper problem uh, and he's going to like be doing like really fucked up personal attacks in the ring. Like he said, he's going to be saying some crossing the line shit in the ring, like while they're fighting. And I'm like, I mean, that may, you know, work out for Logan because he's right. Floyd Mayweather definitely has a temper problem. Like, have you seen all those videos of him like just instantly running after people like after they say shit about him? It's like, I don't know. I just feel like you can't do that if you're at that stage. I hope he says stuff about how he's illiterate. <laughs> yeah, he can't read, you know, stuff like... Oh, I hope he says shit like Floyd. What's my belt say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Floyd, can you read the logo on my glove? Like, yeah. Yeah, that'd be so funny. Dude. I, that was just all time one of the best, like, press conferences whenever was whenever Conor McGregor was like, why do you have a school bag when you can't even read? <laughs> No, fucking I no, I I think he's a troll. I don't think he even believes anything that comes out of his mouth. Um he every cuz everything they say and do is for clout. Um yeah, and, and Logan's not as bad or, as Jake. Yeah, I think well Logan had his little uh uh situation with the Japanese forest deal. Yeah, he so had his he, he had his time in the line. He's got to be a little bit more uh reserved, I guess, because, you know, yeah, definitely um, more. People really hated him after that, like legit. So, but he's still, he's still, you know, a YouTuber, and he kept his they, relevancy. He didn't like drop off this, at all. This is this is what they do. Um, yeah. so I don't know. I, I, yeah, like I said, I don't think he believes anything that comes out of his own mouth. He's just saying this shit so people will buy the fight. Yeah, I probably. I just I hope we see a knockout. I, I want to see it. Floyd Floyd Mayweather said he wanted to fight or, or fight with eight ounce gloves instead of twelve, uh, because he quoted to say the people want to see blood. Let's give them blood. <laughs> like, and you know, eight ounce is what Floyd usually fights in because he's a little bit lighter than Logan. But moving on though, other than Logan Paul, now I hate to be talking about him too much because you know it's just giving them exactly what they want, but. It's hard not to talk about it because Jake Paul officially announced his next fight and he's going to be taking on former MMA welterweight champion Tyrone Woodley on August 28th. Yeah, the 28th. So my initial reaction was finally somebody that will beat Jake Paul's ass without a doubt. And I know you're probably going to have some conspiracy against it, but Tyrone Woodley should fuck him up. Yeah, so this is definitely his truest test, I guess. But I mean, we said that last time. That's true, we did. We said that last time. Um, I don't know, bro. <laughs> uh, it's getting more and more painful to say. You know, this is the guy. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna get his ass kicked, and 
then the next guy that he faces, we're like, well, this guy's going to kick his ass. And then we're going to say, well, we said that last time again. So who knows? Honestly, I'm not going to discount him. Um, yeah, it's, I, I really feel like I shouldn't discount Jake Paul at this point because, I mean, I, shit, he won, you know? I feel like it'll be a better fight to watch than the last one. I'm kind of glad that I was busy that weekend and I didn't get to watch the fight because it looked like a waste of time. Um, I turned it on literally bef- like right before it started, and I watched like a minute and saw the whole thing. So it was, it was like perfect. Yeah, there you go. Um, so hopefully this will be a fight that's actually worth watching. Uh, Tyron Woodley... Didn't have a great end of his UFC career, but at his during his prime, he was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was good. So, and he's not a wrestler like Ben Askren was, and um, he's recently retired. So I'm going to assume he's going to be in better shape than Askren was when Askren. hundred percent. hundred percent, dude. I don't. I feel like uh, Woodley might might have a little chip on his shoulder, maybe because of the way his career went out and he doesn't want to look like, you know, embarrass himself kind of like Askren did a little bit just for the money. Yeah. That that's another thing like that I'm, I'm wondering about, you know, cause like the whole Jake Paul rigs it kind of thing. Well, you know, Ben Askren didn't give a fuck about his image. He didn't care what people thought. He didn't care if he lost. Uh, and he wasn't just saying that he like, truly yeah. felt like that. Well, but, Cause most people didn't even really knew, know who Askren was before the fight. Honestly. Exactly. Like only, only really like, like only, fight fans. Knew. Yeah. Fight, fight fans knew, but yeah. then does he, and then fight fans really know who the real Ben Askren was. And he doesn't give a fuck what the rest of the world says. He got his back. You know what I mean? So exactly. that's kind of what into that. So Woodley's more of a bigger name guy still, or just, uh, contained in the fight world. But, um, We'll see, I guess. We'll see what he looks like in weigh-in. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Woodley, though, like the reason I brought that up is I think Woodley definitely cares more about his image because, like, I think there was a lot of psychological factors that went into his downfall in the MMA. He lost his last four fights, and I feel like after he lost that championship fight, like, he got embarrassed in that, too. He lost it bad. So, like, I feel like that probably fucked him up a little bit, his confidence and whatnot. And I just I don't see any world where like Tyrone would just be like satisfied with being remembered as the guy who lost his last five fights, including to a YouTuber, you know, like I, I don't know. There's but the main reason I think Woodley's gonna win, which I don't want to say that because you know I was completely wrong about Askren last time. But Tyrone Woodley has been training with Floyd Mayweather, which is you know, Floyd Mayweather has the best training team in all of boxing. And on top of that, in the contract agreement, Jake Paul set a clause that's like demanding a, um, a rematch. So if Tyrone Woodley wins, no matter what, if Jake Paul says he wants it, Tyrone Woodley has to accept a rematch. Ooh. Which is like, that's kind of like, to me, Okay, that tells me that Jake Paul is a little nervous. You know, there's no. like a chance he could lose. I'm thinking that... Tyron's going to win this one and then Jake Paul is going to want to get his rematch and then win the next one. That would be the ultimate rigging for the that's Paul what, brothers. That's what I'm saying. Cause this whole shit is rigged, dude. That would be, that would be the money it's, move. It I think it's, 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 that was, that's the ultimate money move. So yeah, I guess put your money on Tyron for this one. And then when they um, ultimately rematch, then put your money on Jake. Unless, unless Easy. like Tyrone absolutely demolishes him, like first fight, then is it Tyrone like, or Tyrone? Ty- Tyrone, I think it's Tyrone. Tyrone, Tyrone Woodley. They always say it so fast. Yeah. 
Well, but like betting odds, though, uh, it's it's so hard for me to believe this, but it's true. Jake Paul is the favorite again. He's a minus 150 favorite, while Tyrone Woodley is plus 110. So I'm already planning like five units on Tyrone Woodley. I'm going hard on that. So 100 bucks? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think okay. I'm going to do it. I'm scared because I went I went like two and a half units on Askren and I lost. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how I feel come August. It's in August. Oh, yeah, it's in August 28th. So we got a while to go, but like a minute. Tyrone Woodley, I saw like in his contract, his agent said it's the best deal he's ever made in his fighting career. And like his base salary is guaranteed in the millions already, like before pay-per-view and any and everything. So good for Tyrone in that sense. Yeah, I believe it. These guys are good. I mean, like they might not be the best boxers, but they're the best at making money. They're fantastic at it. Dude, have you seen this is totally unrelated, but like have you seen like the clips of them like with their dad and stuff? No. Dude, it's like it's so cringy. Like their dad is like feeding into this like YouTuber community type thing and like he's like trying to have like a personality on the internet. Like he's been making TikToks and stuff and it's just it's just interesting. I'm like, "Bro, you're like 70, man." Like I don't know. Uh, he's not the first dad to do something. I mean, you remember Bam Margera and his dad. Yeah. So jackass and all that. So I don't know. <laughs> all right. Now, that's, that's, I mean, that's really all I got to say about Jake Paul and shit. You got anything else on it? No. Um, I guess just don't waste your money on those fights. I'll just, I'll say that time and time again. <laughs> yeah. There's, Somewhere there's got to be a way to stream it. There's millions of links. One of them's yeah. got to work. Um, and then oh, Coach K. So oh, yeah. wow, end of an era. Final. It's it's. I guess we've kind of been warming up to it in the past couple of years, and he is old. I mean, he's what late sixties now. I, that's a good question. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, oh, look that up real quick. So seventy four. So oh my god, he looks good. good. I wanted to say set. I wanted to say early seventies too, because I knew he's old. But I was like, "There's no way he's coaching into his seventies. Yo, he looks so, yeah. phenomenal for his age, though. Like, well, that's what happens when you have millions of dollars. Well, I know, but I mean, you know the the North Carolina head coach, Roy Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, he looked like shit. He looks like shit, and he's seventy years old. So like, True. Coach K is older than him. That's kind of crazy. I never knew that. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah. for for those that don't know what we're ref- referencing, uh. Coach Krasinski, Duke legend, basketball coach. Uh, he is retiring after this upcoming season, so this year will be his farewell tour. But yeah, that that's that's that. But dude, fucking crazy, man! Like it was, it's a long time coming because I, I didn't realize he was seventy four. That's insane. He's he's been coaching for a long time though. But what is it? So he has on his record, he has five national championships, six Olympic gold medals. 12 coach of the year awards and 28 NBA lottery picks. And then also to cap it all off, he has the most tournament bids of any coach in history with 35. So like, yeah, hats off to coach K incredible career, but definitely the best college coach of all. That's, that's what I wanted to talk about is, so you think he's definitely the best like goat. Yeah. I mean, so who, who else is up there for, um, that debate? Right. So I put I put together a little list of uh of who I who I would consider you know the cream of the Roy crop. Williams, right? Roy Williams yeah. is definitely up there. Yeah. So like my question, maybe 
I want you to rank like top three out of these guys. Um, Are you gonna so do one got... of those guys and put in Gino? Gino? No. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Cool. So we got Bill Self out of Kansas. He's been there a long time. Yeah. And then John Calipari out of Kentucky. He's also a long tenured coach. Jim Bayheim from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Roy Williams from North Carolina. Tom Izzo from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Rick Patino from Louisville slash Iona now. And then last but not least, he's a little bit lower on the totem pole, but Bob Huggins from West Virginia. He's just been there for like 40 years, it seems like. Yeah, definitely Coach K all the way, 100%. All the way over all of them? I mean, like he's he has the most wins. He has five national titles. I mean, most tournament bids out of any other coach. I mean, like he has all the accolades. It's basically the only reason why you wouldn't say that is because if you're a Ducator and there's – a lot of those. There is a lot. I of actually, I actually like don't hate Duke. I kind of like Duke, but I don't love Duke. So I guess, but in the the pendulum of how people feel about Duke basketball, for me, kind of liking Duke is me being an absolute loving them and being a fan of Duke. So yeah, um, I've always enjoyed watching Coach K's teams, and um, no, nah, it'll be it'll be a different landscape with him gone. Um, Duke will probably still be the blue blood that they are. He's sure. got – they already have their next coach in place, so it's a guy that Coach K definitely handpicked. So, yeah, he's been kind of talked about as, as his successor for a few years. It's uh, John Shayer. He, he's been the assistant head coach for the last few years, and he was also uh, – he played under Coach K in 2010. So, he, he's, he's oh, so a blue he's devil. Yeah, he is young. Yeah, very young to be taking over like That's a perennial powerhouse like this. Okay. I actually really like that. Um, I so do too. They might not even skip a beat, honestly. No, because like this guy, he's he's responsible for recruiting like first round draft picks like Cam Reddish and Luke Kennard. Like he's been within the program doing big like big things for them for a few years. So like I think great move on their part. Like they, they didn't even wait at all. Like literally the day Coach K announced his retirement, they announced yeah. the successor. So like yeah. So I they're, they're pretty confident about that. So. I think it's just kind of funny, though. Uh, it seems like after Duke, because last year Duke went 13 and 11, and they finished unranked for the first time since 2007. And it was also the first time they missed the tournament since 1994, which yep. is insane. But it's kind of funny to me. Like, some people have been joking about, like, Coach K just had one bad year and was like, all right, fuck this. I'm retiring. Like, <laughs> Which is kind of how it seems, but also he's just old, so I don't, I don't really know, you know. <laughs> he probably just realized, like, man, I'm just too old for this shit, you know. Exactly, he's probably like, man, like, fuck this. This is like, the this is the direction that the team's gonna be headed in. Like, you know, just give me a farewell tour. Me yeah, wave goodbye. Me wave goodbye to a stadium full of fans with one more season. Maybe go to the Sweet Sixteen one more time and just. Dude, his farewell tour is gonna be insane because, like. Oh my god, it's gonna be all we're gonna be fucking seeing on ESPN for the entire oh. college basketball season. Yeah. That's gonna be the like possibly the only story we see. <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. It's, it's I mean be, it's gonna be like, you know, whenever Kobe's farewell tour was going on, it's it's probably yeah. gonna be like that for college it's basketball. Gonna, it's gonna be like Kobe and Jeter's ter- uh, farewell tour on steroids. Yeah, exactly. And like I saw oh, dude, he had like a press conference yesterday. It was the weirdest thing. Like he came, it was right after he announced the retirement. He came in with like these strobe lights and like this weird like pop song and everybody stood up and was like clapping like this. It just, it looked culty. It was weird, but 
you know, Coach K deserves whatever kind of send off he wants. You know, my question is, I'm curious, like fans are back in the stands next year for all sports, to my knowledge, at least in college. But teams like Duke and Kentucky, they have like a waiting list for season tickets that last years, like mm-hmm. years to get into their games. So it's like, I wonder what the ticket sales are going to be like for these games. I wonder if it's going to be like $1,000 for a Duke game, you know? I feel like, oh, for next year? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. It's already so hard to get tickets to their games, but like, just imagine now. I mean, like, you might be looking at 5 to 10K easily. For courtside, probably shit. No, I feel like just even for decent seats. Really? 5 to 10K? Duke, Duke basketball. And also keep in mind that Duke is like, a preppy school it's it's a nice school yeah it's a rich it's kind of a rich kid school so like it's definitely got a lot of rich alumni that are all about duke basketball it's because that's that is all they have athletic yeah you know so um it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy we're gonna be seeing some crazy you know ticket numbers um coming out of next year for sure that'll be interesting to see i'm also curious to see because like i feel like like you said, you know, maybe one last Sweet 16 appearance just for the hell of it. I feel like Duke's going to be back next year. Like, people got to remember, it's it's fucking Duke, you know? Like, they're perennial powerhouse every year. It was just one bad year. Because I saw um, also, you know, their new coach helped recruit these guys. They signed two top 10 recruits out of the 2021 class. Uh, I don't know much about them, but it's Adrian Griffin Jr. and Paulo Benchero. So, Two top 10 recruits, that should be good. It seemed like part of the reason that they struggled this year is because Duke always has such a young team. Like, literally, you know, everybody that they have just goes to the NBA after a year or two. Yeah, they're full one-and-dones. Yeah, exactly. Their team is always just freshmen and sophomores. So it just seemed like last year that group of freshmen had absolutely no chemistry together whatsoever. So Yeah, I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. So they'll probably – how many guys left? Like, what was their turnover, do you know? I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Not as well, not as much as normal years, I know for a fact though. Like they okay. kept a decent they I kept thought. a decent chunk. So they have so they're probably gonna be really good next year. Probably, yeah. And say, same thing with Kentucky though. Kentucky had a terrible year. Yeah, Kentucky was awful. I'm pretty sure they finished with a losing record, even. Yeah, it was a it was a weird year for college basketball last year. But yeah, very weird. Um we're over it. Yeah. All right, let's let's switch gears now. Last last topic before we get into love it or loathe it, Julio Jones. We talked about it already. He said he wanted to leave. He wants out of Atlanta. So where is Julio gonna go? That's the question. All right, before you go into where where Julio's going, I just want to address the whole um, uh, him going on undisputed on that phone call with Shannon Sharp. Have you seen that? Yeah, I, I saw the phone call, like the clip of that. So, do you think that he knew he was being recorded or not? Oh, is that is that like a thing going on right now? Like people are um, questioning that? When it happened a week ago, yeah, people were like, did, did Julio know that Shannon was recording? And like they're saying, you know, if it depending on what state Julio was in, if he, if he was in a two-party recording law, um, then Shannon broke the law and should maybe go to jail. But shit um, shannon's not gonna go to jail um, no definitely not but i think because because the way that it was going it was just like a phone call and julio was just like what's up like 
I don't know. And some people were saying that, yeah, Julio knew that he was on. And some people were saying Julio didn't know he was on because Shannon and Julio are friends. You know yeah. Well, I so, feel like, I don't know. I feel like he would have had to have told him, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's just kind of weird to not tell somebody like, Hey, you're literally on live television. Like he never, yeah, that didn't come up in the phone call. He's like, I'm gonna call Julio right now. But I think that well, maybe maybe he told him before the show, you know, because that's like, what I think. I think what that, I'm thinking is if you don't tell them, like, what is to say that Julio doesn't just come out and be like, man, fuck that, bro. Like, this shit is stupid. Like, you can't say that on TV, you know? So, like, he goes, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's like, that's all. He's like, oh, I'm out of there. But yeah, I think, I think that they probably schemed it up to maybe even look like he could possibly stage so Julio would look better. In the, maybe in the public thing. i don't, so I don't think like, he's oh, staying I, know. I don't know but he's definitely not staying now i don't think he's staying they're getting rid of him um which is so dumb because i thought the whole point of them drafting cow Pitts was to have like a you know a trio of elite receiving talent but i guess um we're not the smart ones in that so i don't know <laughs> but where's where's who you gonna go Seems like half the league has been rumored to be interested in Julio and has a shot at getting him. Um, it seems like, believe it or not, a second rounder is what Julio is going to go for. I don't know why. That's I think, insane. I think a lot of it has to do with money and the fact that in his age. Um, but I think that it's going to end up being a first rounder that Julio is going to get nabbed for because there's definitely going to be a bidding war, like ha- like literally half the league. Right now, the Pats are the betting favorite at minus 150 to get him. But I, they I need know. him, dude. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great for Mac Jones. He's friends with Cam Newton. So that's another reason why the, uh, he'd want to go to the Pats. Um, funny enough, though, in that same thing, wherever I saw that he wanted to go to the Pats for. Uh, he says that Matt Ryan has lost a little zip on his deep ball, and that's why he wanted to go elsewhere. But, like, the reason why he wanted to go elsewhere because Matt Ryan lost his zip, then why the fuck do you want to go playing with Cam Newton? Because Cam Newton has definitely lost his zip. He ain't got no zip. Yeah. he ain't got, did. You, I mean, like, did you watch him play football last year, Julio? Like, come on. He yeah. Looked- well, I don't think Cam will be starting, though, more than, like, a third of the year. I think, yeah. I think he's, like, I think he's going to be, like, eight games. Yeah, at max, half the season at max, I think. Um, but I don't you never know. know. Maybe Mac Jones takes a while to learn it. But I, I have put together a little, uh, like you know, we've talked about the whole league is interested, and you're right. There's, a, I mean, why not though? Everybody should be interested. Absolutely. Um, or actually, before I get into this, I talked. I was talking to a Cowboys fan. I want to get your perspective on it. You know, you're a Dallas fan, um, and I was like, "Would you want Julio?" You know, and they said, "Absolutely not." wouldn't want him in a heartbeat don't even have to think about it twice and i was just kind of like why like if you could have julio why wouldn't you want him and he's like well i guarantee there's no way we get him for less than a first round pick and somebody of you know young talent and he's just uh, like a 32 year old kind of on the whims of his career so like and i was like i get that but personally if i was a cowboy shit i would go for it so like i wouldn't want julio Really? Yeah, I'm I mean, totally fine not getting him. I mean, we already have like the best receiving core do, as a whole yeah. in the league. I you mean, do. like we have it's easily top five, maybe probably top three. Top three without um, a doubt. I think top yeah. three without a doubt. I mean, we already have three stud guys. It's already a shame that there's only one football right now, you know, with us and our receiving core. So like, 
No, I think that just throwing in would just get mean less touches for Michael Gallup, who's incredible. Um, and Very he's underrated, yeah. Yeah. So, um, nah, I'm fine without without Julio. All right. I was I was just curious on that take. Well, so I've put together a little like scenario, kinda. Um, it's I know this never happens in the NFL, but that's why it's a hypothetical. I can have fun with it, you know. Yeah. It's a th- a three way trade. All right. We got the Green Bay Packers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Denver Broncos. They're all involved, okay? So the Packers are going to be getting Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, okay? The Falcons will be getting a first-round pick from Denver and a second-round pick from Green Bay and Drew Locke as their quarterback. And Denver will be getting Aaron Rodgers. Okay. That's definitely definitely hypothetical. It is very hypothetical, <laughs> but I mean, think about that, it. You know, the Packers, be... they, they get rid of Aaron Rodgers. They bring in Matt Ryan, who can be like a filler for like a year or two till they get their guy. And they get Julio. You know, like, I don't I don't know. I feel like it's it works out for everybody. I like that you sent Julio to the Packers because I think that for me, I want Julio to go to the Packers the most because it would help Aaron Rodgers feel a lot better. And I know I'm supposed to hate the Packers as a Cowboys fan, but for some reason... I kind of like him. I don't know. It's I like the, Aaron Rodgers. I love. Aaron I like Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I love watching him play, and I don't think he's going to be as good if he goes elsewhere. And um, I don't know. Um, I think that too. If the Packers were to get rid of Rodgers, they need to play Jordan Love. Oh, right away. Yeah. Yeah. They if they get rid of if if Rodgers isn't isn't with Green Bay anymore, their starting quarterback, no matter what, needs to be Jordan Love, Week One. That's, that's why. That's another reason why I think yeah. Matt Ryan maybe could be like that filler. You know, if Jordan Love needs some extra coaching, Matt Ryan's there, kind of thing. Like if he struggles, Matt Ryan comes in. Like it's not going to happen. There's like no way in hell that a three way trade ever takes place. But it's cool to think about because I I agree. I want to see Julio on the Packers. That would be amazing. Another team I want to see him on. A little bit of a dark horse is the Buffalo Bills. If they got Julio. They're winning the Super Bowl, like without a doubt. You think? I think so. I mean, they got Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is a weird wide receiver. One, he's not not a true he's slot not a guy. Big, big elite guy. Yeah, he's not a, a yeah. big elite guy. He, he's right in the middle of that. But he's a phenomenal receiver. But if they had Julio with that, bro, defenses wouldn't know what to do, like at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. They definitely solidify themselves as a perennial contender for the next two years. If they I just don't know what they would give up to get it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think another team he's interested in go or that he's rumored to go to is the Titans, which like that makes sense because they lost Corey Davis. Um, Seahawks is another team that he's been rumored to go to. But like honestly, like if he got traded to the Seahawks, I would that's like a yawn for me. It's like okay. Really? I don't, I don't know. That's just kind of like they already have two great receivers. You can always find a slot guy. Um, and it's just kind of like, I don't know. It, it it just doesn't generate that much excitement for me. Plus, Seattle always gets guys in trades. And it's, they, like, yeah, they, the I reason I don't like the Seattle move is because, like, I just think, you know, you know, the Cowboys don't want him because he's old. They already have good receivers. The Seahawks, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, they have good receivers. And also Julio Jones is basically just like an older 
slightly better DK Metcalf. You know, like they're both big, fast guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, just Julio, just you know, he's one of the biggest guys in the field, and just can jump up and catch any jump ball. You know, DK is just monstrously fast while being that same size. So um, they're different. DK but- is like Julio if Julio was made in a lab. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I I just rather go to a team where they need another receiver, and Seattle exactly. doesn't really need another receiver. It's more of a a luxury if they got Julio. Exactly. What do you what do you think about the Ravens? Yeah, that would be good. Because they just, but... just drafted Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, who is like a bigger guy, kind of like the Julio build. But that's what they've been missing is that big guy. You know, like they have Hollywood Brown. They have these small receivers, but they don't have a big guy at all. It's true. Um, I don't know. I just <laughs> – I have a hard time believing that um... – Lamar Jackson is going to give us um, Julio highlights. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean the deep balls. Yeah. So I don't know. I half the league's interested in him. I mean, a team could very easily grab him that we're not even talking about right now. I've thought about the 49ers too. I would fuck with that. For I would sure. fuck with that heavy because they don't have anybody really a receiver. You well, know, they got those two young guys. They got Debo and, and like, Brandon Ayuk. Young- yeah, Julio would be really great for that receiving core because with him of uh, him being the vet paired up with those young guys and still being able to contribute, that'd be really great. Exactly. Especially I think I think it would be a great fit. Yeah, and they just brought in Trey Lance. Like, yeah, that it would also be some hide, big moves if they did that. It also hides some of the blemishes in Garoppolo's game if they brought in Julio. A lot of blemishes in Garoppolo's game, dude. I remember like back when Garoppolo was the Patriots' backup, and people were like, "Oh, is he the next Tom Brady?" Is he going to take over like Aaron Rodgers did for Brett Favre? Like, no, <laughs> not at all, dude. He went to San Francisco, had one good year, and then he's just been like ever since. Well, uh, I don't know. Um, he's I a game a manager. Of, yeah, and a lot of his problem too has been injuries. So, but that's fair. I'm I'm not as low on uh, Jimmy G as a lot of people are, but uh, I don't know. I guess I guess he's not the guy that's going to win them a Super Bowl. So that's why. Niners moved on from him, but I don't know. Yeah, he's he's definitely not what he was promised to be at some points in his career. We'll say that. Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely. And so, but if he got if he got you know Julio and um, Ayuk and Debo all on the same team, and he's fully healthy for that year, we might have a uh, a little scenario where people are saying, "Well, should have the Niners traded up and drafted Trey Lance?" I mean, like a little bit of that because he's going to be playing really well. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, whoever makes the move, you really can't go wrong with getting Julio. Unless, it's just a matter of cap. Exactly. I was, I was just about to say, unless you end up giving up like fucking two first-round picks or some shit, like, and, like you got to give up probably at least one player to free up some cap space. So that, that'll be interesting to see. I wonder what his contract will be too. That That's going to be interesting. Well, because he's making – it's pretty bloated. And so yeah. that's, the, that's like the main reason why people are saying he's going to go for a second rounder is because he's going to be so expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Fuck. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't be complaining if the Bengals got him. Shit. They just nope. don't need him. Because I would argue, I would argue, maybe I'm biased, but I would argue the Bengals arguably have a top five receiving core. Jamar Chase, hey. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. 
They arguably have a top ten. Maybe that might be more right. I That's maybe maybe 10. around like top eight to five. 10. Like Jamar Chase hasn't even played a snap yet. So I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, cool, you Jets. Yeah, but yeah, I'm so just top excited. 10, top ten, I can get down with that. I I'd say like number eight, number nine, around there, probably realistically. I could buy it. I could buy it if we if we sat down and dissected all of them, and then and you gave me an argument. I could, I could, I could buy what you're selling. If Joe Burrow just stays healthy, bro, fucking yeah. If he can, if he can get the ball out of his hands, then for sure. Yeah, like have more than one second in the backfield. Yeah, it would go such a long way. All right, you ready for love it or loathe it? Yep. All right. Any other teams you think of? I'm, I'm trying to think. I think the football team has been interested. And, oh, the uh, Giants. That's another one. The Giants? Yeah, I what if like they that. did that? I mean, I'm pretty high on the Giants this year. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to compete for the division title. I don't I know. They're, win. I, I, they're my dark horse pick to win the division. They're my light horse pick. <laughs> they, you're, they're, you're picking them when we do I, our NFL thing? Yeah, for sure. I think. So. Oh, yeah, we definitely got to do some like big NFL episode. Like, oh, yeah. Season. Oh, yeah. All all the divisions, all the Super Bowls, yeah. all the awards. Yeah. Bunch Absolutely. of predictions. All right. All right. Love it or loathe the time. For those of you that don't know, Love It or Loathe It is a segment we do at the end of every episode. We typically just fire off some rapid fire topics at one another. If we love it, we will stop, talk about it for a little bit, give our point of view. If not, we loathe it. We just move on and try and keep it moving as fast as we can. All righty. Uh, yeah, I think I'm up first, so go ahead and fire away. Yep. Um, Colorado Avalanche have won their last eight games by a combined score of 42 to 12. I love this. Your face says it all, bro. Fuck. Like, that's absolutely <laughs> insane. I don't ever think i've seen a hockey team dominate like that in my lifetime the avalanche are on a mission they're going to the stanley cup finals they're going to take it all this year i love seeing some sort of dominance it's pretty fun i don't know all right nike ends deal with namor amongst sexual assault claim no wonder why he wants to play with ronaldo okay i loathe this i loathe this because there was like it, it literally like came out later that like shit wasn't true on neymar so I don't want to talk about it too much because, you know, it's a sensitive topic. But, like, I loathe it because Nike kind of was just playing it safe and ended up, like, hoeing Neymar out of, like, a multi-million dollar deal. Anyway. All right. Hockey fan gets kicked out of the Tampa Bay Lightning game for wearing a Florida Panthers jersey. What? Yeah. Literally, they got kicked out of the game just because he was wearing a Panthers jersey in the Lightning's arena. So I loathe that because – Fuck those dudes. You that there's no right to kick somebody out of a game for that. But were the Panthers playing? No. It was oh. it was yeah, that would have been different too. But no, the Panthers weren't playing. It was just a lightning game and he went and they told him it was the stadium policy that they can't wear jerseys other than the teams playing. So it's it, dumb. Yeah, never heard of that before. Um LeBron walks off the court while being blown out against the Suns in game five. I love it. You know why I, I love it? Because fucking LeBron haters are stupid and they're giving him shit about being a bad teammate. And, oh, Jordan would never. Oh, but, bro, he had to go ice his shoulder. The game was over. They're down by 30. He's not going back in the game. He's got to go take care of his shoulder. Get off his dick, LeBron haters. Anyway, love that. 
right. Sergio Aguero signs with Barca, Barcelona on a free transfer. I love this. It's It's been a long time coming. Sergio Aguero, it's going to be weird to see him on a different team other than Manchester City. Uh, but the Argentinian forward is going to be paired up with Messi now. They've been teammates on the national team for a long time. It, it's going to be awesome to see him playing alongside with Antoine Griezmann, you know, Messi, all these big stars. So they are going to have the best attack in all of football next year, I think, or soccer. All right. Winnipeg Jets, Mark Shifley, Shifley suspended four games for controversial hit on Jake Evans. A lot of hockey ones this round just because, you know, NHL playoffs. But I loathe it. They they suspended him for a bullshit hit. It was it was a good – it was a clean hit. All right. He knocked him out, though, if you didn't see that. That dude was knocked no, out cold. Yeah. And you get on hockey Twitter. That that's, yeah, that's how I saw it. I didn't see that one live. But all righty. Flip over to me now. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Brad Stevens, the Celtics head coach is moving on from the head coach position into the head of basketball operations role after Danny Ainge steps down. I love this. Um, Danny Ainge has been with the Celtics president of operations forever now. Um, he's been a really great assistant. Or I mean, not assistant. He's been a really great executive um, and he's thrived in his role and he's done a lot of great things for the Celtics organization, and he's old now. It's time for him to go. I think the real surprise out of this is Brad Stevens stepping down as coach and taking the reins over for Danny. I think that's the real shocker because I thought Brad Stevens is going to be coaching for a long, long time. Me but too. I guess apparently he got burned out, and now he's going to pick a new coach, and he's going to be the new Danny Ainge. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right. Utah Jazz, we mentioned this a little bit, but Utah Jazz owner buys John Morant's family courtside tickets to the game after trouble in the stands. Loathe it. All right. talked about it. Tom Brady's knee apparently bothered him all of last season. Yeah, I love this. Um, Kind of a part of me kind of wanted to be like, yeah, no shit. Um, He's 45 years old. (laughs) So... Of course, his body's aching, but like, yeah, I, I I assume it's the knee that he had surgery on like 10 years ago or 14 years ago now. So that's crazy that that bothered him the entire year. And he's still maybe that's why he was so shaky during the regular season. And then he finally got his shit together in the postseason. I don't know. But if anybody can play on a weak knee, it's Tom. It's Tom. So, yeah, just another reason why he's the man. Yeah. All right. And then we got. Green Bay Packers running back A.J. Dillon had two nicknames for his legs, Quadzilla and the Quadfather. I love this. It's so dumb. (laughs) It's also – I almost feel bad because we're not going to be able to see him as much because the Packers gave uh, Aaron Jones a bad contract. Um, And so they wasted a second-round pick on this this guy who could be really fun to watch. And But, you know, because have you seen the picture of his legs too? Mm -hmm. You did? Dude, he's kind of putting Saquon to bed. Dude, I don't know. They're I will say though, I've seen them in like Saquon and him are just like a different breed. It's they're like, pretty I don't know. They're I think they're bigger than Saquon's. They they Saquon. may be, honestly. They're fucking insane. So yeah. Good shit. He'll be they'll be a good one-two punch, though. I will say that. For sure. All right. And then last but not least, we got Johnny Manzel was quoted saying he made a decent living off of autographs while at AM. Yeah, uh, I loved it. No shit. that's that's kind of scummy but i mean shit you gotta do what you gotta do i guess 
He said that apparently he didn't take a dime until he won the Heisman. But, like, no shit you made money off autographs. Yeah, exactly. You're Johnny Football. Like, whatever. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. A little bit shorter than last week's. But uh, we, we talked about, me and Elijah talked about maybe the two-episode format a little bit. Uh, I think we're going to hold off on that for now until maybe football season because I think football season is where we'd have more content to talk about because right now, you know, NHL playoffs are about to end. NBA playoffs are going to end. So now it's probably not the time to be like forcing more content in there. Uh, so, yeah, just we'll be back on our once a week Wednesday night 8 p.m. schedule. And then, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts will be uploaded the next day. But, yeah, uh, that, that's it for this week. So if you stay the whole time, appreciate you listening and we'll see you next week.